Hey, what's up? It's your girl, B. Latrice with B. Latrice Speaks. Welcome to your hub for motivation and inspiration, where I aim to inspire, uplift, and push you into your next level. Hey, everyone. It's your girl, B. Latrice. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited that you decided to join me once again. Um, As you know, we have been in a series. Well, we just started a series last week um, talking about how to follow Christ, right? And we've been talking about things that you need to do in order to be successful in your walk with following the lead of the master. So last week, we we touched on our first point, which was in order to have a successful relationship where you're following Christ, you need to first establish a genuine relationship with Christ. So we talked a little bit about how it's just really difficult for you to follow somebody that you don't know. It's really difficult to to be willing to follow somebody and to, to, to take someone's lead and to take someone's advice when you don't know someone. I gave the example of how if I was walking down the street one day and some random person walked up to me and was like, follow me. I wouldn't do it. Why? Because I didn't know them and I didn't trust them. So establishing a genuine relationship with Christ is key in making sure that you're able to follow him wherever he says go. So today we're going to be touching on number two. And our second point of the series, our second point of this whole process is in order to successfully be able to follow Christ, in order to successfully be able to establish a relationship with him worthy of being able to follow him, you have to understand that one thing that you're going to have to do is learn how to lay down your will and submit your plans for his. So often in our lives, do we come up with these grand plans for our lives. We decide what we want to do with our life, what we're going to where we're going to go, who we're going to involve, and we don't usually tend to include God in on a lot of those plans, right? Oftentimes what we do is we tend to make our own plans and establish our own plans. And then after we establish those plans, we then go back to God and we're like, hey God, um, this is what I want to do. How do you feel about it? Are you okay with it? But by then we've already established that plan. Like we've already began to walk in that plan. We've already began to do things concerning that plan. In order to successfully follow Christ, you have to understand that you have to be willing to put aside your desires, put aside your will, and put aside your wants. There are going to be times in your walk with Christ that he is going to call you to places, to call you to things that you don't necessarily want to do or places that you don't necessarily want to go. If you are not in a place of submission where you can honestly and truly submit yourself unto God and be willing to drop whatever he tells you to drop, to do whatever he tells you to do, and to go wherever he tells you to go, you are going to find that following him is going to be quite hard. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. This reminds me of that old school saying that we used to hear growing up in the church. Only what you do for Christ will last. Guys, in order to follow Christ, you have to understand that his will trumps yours. His plans trumps yours. What's amazing about this, though, is God is the creator of the universe. Not only did he create heaven and earth with a word, right? But he also created you before he created you because my my Bible tells me in Psalms 139 that before I was even a thought on this earth, before I was even even um, at a place of conception, right? God knew me. He knew what he was going to do with me. He knew who I would be in this world. He knew the plans that he had already established for me for me before I was even a, a thing, a thought on this earth. So if God knows the plans that he has for me, even before I was born, why is it so difficult for me to submit those plans back unto him, right? What's also amazing about this is there is nothing, 
that we could ever conjure up in our human finite minds that will ever compare to that of which God is going to think of and produce for us. So when we choose to forego the plans of God in order to do our own thing, what we're in essence, what we're saying is God, I don't want the better. I just want the good. We're saying, God, I don't want the best. I just want what's okay for right now. Like, I don't want what's going to, what's going to strengthen me. What's going to uh, uh, take me places. I don't want the amazing work that you do. I just want what's, what's good enough for me to attain on this level. Y'all, we can't get what God has for us to get thinking in this finite mind of ours. Like the Bible talks about how our mind and God's minds do not correlate. They are not on the same level, on the same path. So when we choose to follow Christ, we have to choose to forego our mindset, forego our thinking and to think on a level of Christ. And we can't think on a level of Christ if we are not first following Christ. When we talk about following Christ, we have to understand that following Christ isn't a chore. And so often we look at our walk with Christ as a chore. We look at it as what we have to give up. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And oh my gosh, I can't do that. Oh my gosh, I can't go here and I can't go there. Like we look at it as this experience that's unfortunate. Like we are in an unfortunate position because we have to do certain things in order to get all that God is calling us to get. You are not walking in a a life that is a chore. Following Christ is not something that you have to do. But if I can get you to shift your perspective to understand that following Christ is something that you get to do. This is a privilege. Do you understand that it is a privilege just to be able to pray? A privilege it is to be able to approach God, to talk to God, to be able to commune and fellowship with God. This is not something that we should look at as something that is just so burdensome onto us, you guys. But following Christ is something that we should look at as beautiful because we get to do it. I can get real deep right here and talk about the countries where Christians are persecuted because they don't get to follow Christ in a way that we can hear in America, here in the States, but we have a divine opportunity to be able to follow God without shame, to be able to follow God without blemish, blemishment or embarrassment. And oftentimes we allow ourselves to be disillusioned because of what society deems is appropriate and what society deems as right. You have to be willing to forego your thoughts of this as a burden, forego your thoughts of, of thinking that you know the perfect ingredients and you have what it takes to plan out your life and be willing to put those things aside to establish and to adopt what God has for you. When we walk in, in, in God, when we allow ourselves to forgo our will, when we allow ourselves to put our will aside and to submit our plans unto God's, what we do is we put ourselves in perfect alignment. We allow ourselves to be able to get all that ha- God has for us. Quick story here. When I was getting ready to um, move to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee to work, I realized how much my alignment to God's will was so crucial because what happens you guys is when you are following Christ and when you allow yourself to place your wills your will aside to adapt his and to pick up what he has for you you put yourself in the perfect placement to get what God has for you to get I served in the Saved in the City conference in 2012 no 2015 2015, I served in the Saved in the City Conference in August of 2015. That was the last time I was able to serve due to me moving. That year, I was asked to do something different than I had done in previous conferences. I was asked to be a armor bearer. So my job was to serve a particular family. Um, I could have 
Number one, point number one, I could have taken that and was like, no, I don't want to do that. This is not what I'm used to doing. Give me my regular job. Let me do what I'm used to doing. But I didn't. I took what they asked me to do and I did it to the best of my ability. In that, I ended up forming a very good relationship with the family that I served in that year's conference. So much so that we exchanged information and we kept in contact all through that year. I served them in August. In November of that year, they invited me over to their house for Thanksgiving dinner. While I'm at their house for Thanksgiving dinner, I am telling them of my plans to get ready to move to Knoxville. I have gotten a job there. I'm looking for places there. The family says, oh, I have a cousin who lives in Knoxville. Let me hit them up to see, you know, about neighborhoods and all that kind of stuff about where you should look at living. A few days later, I get a message. I'm I'm expediting the story. But a few days later, I get a message on my phone that says, hey, Brittany, we reached out to our cousin she actually just moved into a two-bedroom apartment she was supposed to have someone move in with her but at the last minute they dropped out so she is looking for a roommate can I tell you that that's a shouting moment right there see what happened was God had begun setting up my story in August of 2015 right when he when he placed me in the path to be able to meet this family he allowed me the opportunity to serve them in August because he knew that I was going to need them in December when I was getting ready to move to a state where I knew no one a city where I knew no one he knew that this family that I was going to serve in August was going to unlock the key to what I needed in December December of 2015 and that was the key so I ended up moving in with their cousin but had I not foregoed my will had I not set my plans aside in August and said okay God if this is what you want me to do I'm gonna do it and had I not done it to the best of my ability I would have negated I would have eliminated myself from what God was trying to do for me in December you don't know what God is shaping with your story you don't know what he is doing behind the scenes it is impossible in the moment for us to see when I was serving in August I had no way of knowing that I was going to need this family or this family was going to bless me to the caliber that they did in December of that year there was no way that I was going to be able to see that because I'm not I don't read the future, but God knew. So when you get to a place where you're able to lay down your will and submit your plans for God, you put yourself in perfect alignment for God to do what he needs to do in your life. So often we take ourselves out of the will of God because we think that we know what's best for us. We think that we know what we want and we remove ourselves from where God needs us to be so that he can bless us. I often tell it like this. What happens if you went on Amazon Prime and you... You ordered something, right? It takes two days for for that thing to get delivered to you. But what if within that two day time span, you decided you didn't want to live at your address anymore. So you willingly moved. God told you to stay where you needed to be. He told you that you, you know, you needed to stay in that place, but you took it upon yourself to leave before your package was delivered. You left. That package was delivered to your old address. That was something that you really wanted. But because you chose to leave before it was delivered, you didn't get what God had for you to get. It is the same thing with your life. It is the same thing with the will of God. When you choose to step out of the will of God, when you choose to do what you want to do and not do what God wants you to do, you take yourself out of perfect alignment to where he is not able to bless you the way he wants to bless you because you're not where you need to be when he's ready to bless you so understanding that when we talk about following Christ we have to be willing to lay down our own desires and pick up his 
We oftentimes make the central mistake of making decisions without God. And doing this leads us again, like I said, outside of his alignment. This is with jobs. This is with relationships. There are people that we want to date. We think we know what's best. We think this person is perfect for our for our right now, but we're not looking at 10 years down the line where God is. And so we choose things based off of what we can see. But if I can just get you to understand on today that you cannot see the future of your life. You don't have the big picture. Only God has the big picture. So why not trust somebody, submit to somebody who can see 35 to 100 years to infinity years down the line and you can't see those things. It is imperative, y'all, that when we talk about following Christ, that we understand that you have to be willing to lay aside your will and submit your plans for him. I'm almost done, but I want to lift up two more scriptures to you. Luke 22 and 42. This is a time in the Bible where Jesus is getting ready to go into Calvary's cross. He is close to um to, 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 to dying, right? And he has a weak moment. There's a moment where he goes into the garden of Gethsemane and he drops to his knees and he prays a prayer that says, father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. But then my favorite part of the scripture is he says, nevertheless, it is not my will, but your will be done. This is the same prayer that we have got to be willing to pray. We are going to face things in our life that are uncomfortable, things that don't feel right, things that if we had it our way, we would do it a little bit differently. But we have to be willing to pray a prayer that says, but nevertheless, it is not my will, but your will be done. God, if you said go this way, I'm going to go. God, if you say do this, I'm going to do this. Regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, regardless of what I want, not my will, Father, but your will be done. Imagine how Jesus decided he wasn't going to go to the cross. Imagine had he decided that he was going to do his own thing, that he was going to allow his will to take precedence. What would have happened? I can tell you what would have happened. You and I would not be here today. Understanding that your will is aligned with other people's will, that other people's lives are attached to your life. And so when you choose to not walk in the will of God, when you choose to forego your um, to when you choose to forego the God's will, when you choose to do what you want to do, what you say is not only am I going to do what I'm, what I want to do, but everybody who's attached to me, I'm going to pull them into what I want them to do as well. If Jesus had decided he wasn't going to go to Calvary's cross because he did not want to, and mind you, he didn't deserve to, but had he decided that he wasn't going, you and I would not be here today as, as, as much as countless others would not be here today. So your will and being able to lay that aside is imperative because it's going to save other people's lives in the process. Delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Understanding that in order to delight yourself in God, you have to become intimate with him. And when you're able to become intimate with God, what you desire for yourselves are also things that he desires for you. So I'm done. But point number two is understanding that you've got to be willing to submit your wills, your desires, and your plans unto God. Because in order to follow him correctly, you have to be willing to understand that you can't lead yourself. You can't do anything for yourself. He has to be the one to do it for you. So your assignment for this week is to write down something that as as of this point, you are unwilling to give up to follow Christ. Write down something that if God came to you right now and said, I need you to give this up, you would have a hard time releasing. And then I challenge you to pray over that. thing. Ask God to give you what you need in order to be able to relinquish that thing and understand that there is nothing that you can give up that is going to trump what God will give you in return. I love you. It's your girl, Beulah Trace, and I'll talk to you soon.